0: Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're gonna talk about direct mail some more today, but first we we were getting good likes on yesterday's KFC, so let's go over here and run another commercial, and I'll tell you some more about it when we go. Okay? It's pretty fun. fried Nugget chicken nuggets. Okay, here we go. Yay. Oh, let's do a quick temp check. Just temp check. Needs mm. need a minute to cool down. No, they don't. They're perfect. Tender, juicy, flavorful. Mmm. Let's get some sauce on there. Yeah. Some sauce. Don't give me that look. I keep you alive. Try new Kentucky Fried Chicken Nuggets. Okay, so I actually went out and watched about six reviews, and uh, people were giving them four. 0.75 out of five stars and uh everybody said you should try them so uh i'm gonna try them i'm on my way to minnesota and um and by now by the time this airs i'll probably be there so we'll have tried them on the way and i'll keep you posted on this new food item that isn't really that new okay but let's get over now we're going to go back to uh Craig Huey and see what he's got to say for today and this was an interesting article do do videos help or hurt response and i think of course it depends on the video you know i have videos some get good response some don't it's funny because you know we talked about the podcasting a couple of a couple of minutes ago or a couple of days ago rather and uh Fishburn said that if you had 5000 Listeners, you you were in the top one percent and um uh, my, my uh video on retargeting from Friday uh got has gotten twenty seven hundred forty uh impressions so far. Now I don't know what an impression is on LinkedIn, but um most of mine get about two hundred or so. I average about well, the last they, they gave me some statistics and I averaged about four hundred, but um but this this week is better because of that one boom bump. It's almost five hundred just uh you know divided by five. It'll come out five hundred per and I you know and I get a couple of hundred more. So I probably up over six hundred, but I don't know how to find that statistic anymore. Also, uh I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in Minnetonka uh tonight and if you want to come and have a little chat about direct marketing or maybe have maybe you know you maybe you're thinking of starting a catalog maybe you know we'll, you can buy me a beer and we'll talk you know it'll be a, a real bargain so jimmy's kitchen let me know you're coming uh there is a message posted on wdma uh linkedin group if you type in wdma in the search on linkedin you'll get there so it's not hard to do but anyway let's go on do videos help or hurt response okay and this is really hard to read um for some reason i used craig's real typeface which is very light and hard to read uh i like the picture i guess um anyway he did a split test for a consumer credit counseling service uh who wanted to optim- optimize their website and landing page uh, and so they decided to put a video at the very end um a video testimonial right by where you would finally hit, you know, enter for more information or to sign up. And uh, But he mentions, and this is why I really wanted to cover the article, he mentions that they also uh, changed navigation, copy, graphics, um, uh, so that the, the whole landing page was different with and without the video if you really want to know the answer you want to make them look the same and add a video okay that's not what they did too often clients don't listen to wisdom and so uh, Craig says that's not it's not a pure test right it's not much of a test at all (laughs) so after they got done making all those changes however it sounds like they left off uh, they had some They tried it with text testimonials versus video testimonials. And so we can't assume that the video had a lift above that. I think we can. Um, They said that the videos increased the response rate by a full 201% compared to 25% for the text testimonials. And that may have been a fair test. So um, video can work I don't know. I do video every day. Some some works, some doesn't. You'll have to be the judge, okay? And we're gonna go back to Neil Patel again. We're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, direct mail, 13 reasons why it isn't dead, and we're on number two. So we're gonna go down to number two. We had a rough time with the ROI analyzer. There are better ones. We have one that was used by USPS to develop their their own branded one okay direct mail works great with digital marketing strategy every great marketing strategy uses multiple channels i think that's true you know most of them that i've worked with have although the catalogers didn't used to you know that was about it Um, but i believe that you need multiple channels and one of the big reasons you need them is because you've got you've got multiple value in your customer file as we covered in our RFM videos, which are available on YouTube, the easiest way. Search by the most popular videos and you'll find them. But anyway, so some customers are worth $1,000. Some customers are worth a (laughs) dollar, especially if you charge for returns, like we were talking about yesterday. We actually keep track of returns because the other thing you can do is keep track of problem returners who return over and over and over and over. And you may not want to spend much on their marketing. Maybe only email. You know, you don't want to waste a catalog or a phone call or a Salesforce visit. Anyway, uh, so multiple channels give you multiple give you flexibility in your in your spend per customer. Makes a lot of sense, right? And you can do the same thing with prospecting. If you have high value potential customers, you may want to do more than just pound them to death with email. Okay, smart. Um, marketers would not only run Facebook ads and call it a day. They consider running Instagram ads, do paid search campaigns, even use search engine optimization to increase traffic. While you shouldn't invest in only in direct mail, you should consider it part of your marketing bag of tricks. 97th Floor, which is the name of a charity, I believe, in Utah, combined direct mail, and digital marketing to increase loyalty with their clients. First, they sent out a direct mailer to all their clients with a holiday poem and a $20 bill. And I believe it a, was a real $20 bill. Now, that may sound crazy, but if you have a $1,000 a year donor, a $20 bill is not a big amount to spend on the mailer. The tricky part with this is that you need to get it open so they know that there's a $20 bill inside. You may want to use a window envelope and have a little bit of the $20 bill showing, although I have been fooled by those, and open them and only find that there's a part of a $20 bill. Okay? So that does make it a little tricky. Uh, otherwise, you're just burning up money. So you have to... You have to really, really work hard. He doesn't show the outside. I'm assuming it's in an envelope if it's a $20 bill, right, which it seems to be. Oops, here's the poem. And it says, it basically says that $20 isn't much, but it is if you give it to somebody else. So help someone in need, and you'll find the worth of a $20 bill in hope in the hope it provides. Yeah, the less you have, the more valuable that 20 is, okay? So they ran a campaign and said, why don't you take this $20 bill and give it to somebody who needs it? And then you can scan the code, and uh, there were stories about people who had given money and what it would, what it had gone for. And... Um, and so, I tried this QR code. It did It did actually light up, which I was surprised because it's a little fuzzy here. But it did not go anywhere. This was from a couple of years ago because this article was from a couple of years ago. 2019, I think. Okay. And uh, so, I just put this in. Here's a, here's a presentation about the $20 bill. Um, again, <laughs> you know, I don't know how well it was targeted. I don't know how well it was executed. The agency went, then asked everyone to share what they did on Twitter using the hashtag uh, #20Helps. I also looked up the hashtag, and I didn't. I found just a couple, three maybe. So it doesn't seem like it got much of a response. Um, and that's not how I would combine media. <laughs> did you know that the USPS will will send out notifications? To people that your email is coming that you can do every door direct and you can show your your mailer not your email you can show your mailer and show them that it's coming okay you can also from UPS get informed visibility so that you as a marketer can know that it got delivered to their mailbox today and you can then email them a special version, like, hey, there's a twenty dollar bill enclosed. You better want to open it. Look for this. Twenty dollars is coming in the mail, right? So Paul Lawson talked told me about that. They do that a lot. You might first check and see who has signed up for uh, informed delivery, so that you can get their emails and and retarget them with uh, an email alerting them to the twenty dollar bill in the envelope. This is an excellent example, but it's probably they didn't do it. I would bet. Uh, and so there's a lot more ways to integrate things than you might think. You can also, if you have a uh, if you have a list of addresses, you can also upload them to Facebook or Google Ad Network. Most people don't know this. Most digital advertisers don't know this. You can upload them and Google. And uh, Facebook will send them, will put up a banner ad. They cost about a nickel a piece, I think. So they're a little more than regular digital. And they will put up a banner ad and they will, uh, and you can actually market directly person to person to those people that you mail to. Much better than just some kind of vague email. Okay. Um direct mail is easier to target than you might think uh, Twitter, Facebook all have tons of targeting tools based on interests, demographics, and even behavior. The problem with all of them is you don't know who gets it <laughs> you don't they they assure you that you've targeted those people, but you don't know you don't know who sees it. you certainly don't know who pays attention you don't even know who whose computer it showed up on and whether they match the demographics or not. You know, you say, but I get clicks. Yeah, okay, well, a third of them are bots. And then uh, Neil talks about retargeting here, which is you visit a website and you look at a product and then you, and then wherever you go on the internet, you see more product. Well, we all know about that. So I won't play that. I, will, I do have it queued up, but I'm not going to play it. Okay, so uh, what about sending the right message to your customers? Well, you can also do retargeting with mail if your customers visit a website. There's, there's quite a few ways to do it. But it usually takes about 100,000 visitors in a relatively short time frame to get even like 5,000 uh, direct mail contacts. So it's not, it's not for small companies. And Neil then goes over here to talk about USPS targeting, which is every door direct mail. And the problem with that is, is that you, you know, you're just delivering them all the houses in a geography. You can do it at the carrier route level. He doesn't seem to know that. He says you do it at the zip code level, but most zip codes can be broken into about five or six smaller pieces, and they do show you the demographics. So if you have a a a store, a small retail store, you can look at. I mean, you know your neighborhood. You know where the better houses are or the less expensive houses. And so you can target, I mean, you can start with the more expensive houses and then you can work your way down uh, in, you know, if that works, you can go to the next level, but you can't exclude your customers in the UK. You can, uh, in some other countries you can, but in, I think in Canada, you can, but in the United States, but you know, if you're mailing at that level, if you're a very small mailer and it's tight geography, um, if you work with a printer that knows how to do it, you can get pretty close to the same low rate uh just by doing that that heavy saturation and and you can send a piece of a a different offer to let's say a grocery store and one of the problems with grocery store fsi couponing is it doesn't give people enough incentive to come to your store if they haven't been okay they'll say ah my you know eggs are are a good deal at my at you know at the at the uh, Sendix just like the pick and save or just like the Piggly Wiggly so it doesn't so the couponing doesn't oftentimes doesn't drive new traffic but if you send them out broadly it incentivizes your customers to take the rewards and erodes your margin okay so what you really like to do is you really like to send big coupons more coupons even to the people who aren't your customers you know who don't have the pig card you can tell who they are and send fewer or send a rewards program so you know after you've come five times and use this you can get gas at the at the uh, sitco down the street and save 20 cents a gallon uh, which savings up to you know twenty dollars or something like that for the repeat purchasers okay and that gives you a big incentive to the customers to repeat purchase and it gives you also a um a better incentive to the non-customers and you can keep those separate so every door direct oftentimes isn't the right tool but if you work with a good printer in your local area you probably will figure it out okay so um he also mentions lookalike we talked about that on friday last week um it tends to be a better way to rule out people rather than ruling them in rather than finding uh, more people like your best customers you probably don't know why your best customers are your best customers it's really hard to tell but you may be able to figure out areas geo demographically geodemographically that don't respond and you can at least eliminate those and that kind of modeling um, is easy to do widely available and often outperforms the look-alike but if you use factors like age gender income and other key attributes you know, that's just not much targeting. If you have interest level, like let's say you're selling fishing supplies or fishing lures, and you can rent or exchange lists with Bass Pro Shops, oh, that would be a winner. Okay, be a similar interest. That's much much more powerful, especially if you can get people that are already looking at their mail. That's enough for today. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye bye.